from our studios here at the Great South Bay in Long Island, New York. This is our own Turf Wars podcast. Here's your host, Matthew Outlay. Broadcasting from Long Island, New York, the heart of, in the heart of the Great South Bay. This is the Home Turf Sports Podcast. Well, we just spent two days away. Two days away. Of course, it's Independence Day, and of course, we are here, July July sixth, twenty twenty two. Thanks for checking us out on Home Turf Radio, on Home Turf Radio, on the Home Turf Radio Network, and of course, it becomes more and more. Cynical and sadistic as we become as football season's almost underway. Baseball season is still in bloom, so full swing. It doesn't end until like early October, I guess. But with the course that there is a trade here from the NFL that I have to start with. It's there's it is now official. Of course, ESPN reports that Baker Mayfield now formerly of the Cleveland Browns, will be heading to Carolina. And of course, uh, and of course, what do they get out? What will Cleveland get out of it? A conditional pick. And of course, ESPN's Jake Trotter reports the Cleveland Browns have agreed to trade quarterback Baker Mayfield through the Carolina Panthers in exchange for a conditional draft pick. A source confirmed ESPN. Confirmed to ESPN. The Panthers will pay $4.85 million of Mayfield salary, while the Browns will pay $10.5 million. A source told ESPN's Adam Schefter. Mayfield has agreed to forgo the remainder of his $18.8 million salary to facilitate the deal, which is pending a physical, the source said. Of course... The Browns will receive either a fourth round or fifth round pick in 2024, depending on Mayfield's playing time in Carolina. The news was first reported by NL Network. Of course, Mayfield, who's the number one overall pick in the 2018 draft, joins the Panthers team that already has Sam D- Sam Darnold, the number three overall selection in 2018, on his quarterback depth chart. The Panthers also selected Matt Coral in the third round of this year's draft. Now, Mayfield and Darnold, who competed with each other to become the number one pick in 2018, will compete again in training camp to vie for the right to be the Panthers starter this season. Of course, the Mayfield trade just comes off the he comes on the heels of Cleveland's blockbuster deal that landed quarterback Deshaun Watson. The Browns gave Watson a new five million five-year deal worth 230 million fully guaranteed the richest deal in guaranteed money in NFL history by by an $80 million margin. Of course, Cleveland also surrendered three first-round picks in the deal, the first team to do so for a single player since the Minnesota Vikings traded three first-rounders to the Dallas Cowboys for running back Herschel Walker in 89. Of course, with Mayfield gone, the the Browns now have Watson starting along with Jacoby Brissett and Josh Dobbs, a quarterback. Watson, however, might not be available with, to the Browns at all this season because he has been accused in civil lawsuits by 25 women of women of, of actions ranging from sexual assault 
to in inappropriate behavior during <coughs> during the massage sessions. His hearing before the NFL and the NFLPA, jointly appointed disciplinary officer, Zuel Robinson, finished after three days Thursday. <laughs> of course, the NFL has been pushing a suspension for at least a year, according to ESPN's Dan Graziano, who reported that both sides engaged in multiple attempts to reach a settlement while the hearing was still happening, but remained unable to agree. There is no timetable for Robinson's decision. If Watson is suspended, the Browns are expected to start percent a quarterback. The Watson trade effectively ended the Mayfield era in Cleveland. The Browns selected the former Heisman Trophy winner, number one in 2018, and he made his debut in week three that season off the bench and rallied the Browns for their first victory in 365 days. They were always Sucksville. Under under the watch under Hugh Jackson as well. He went on to finish second in the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year voting while breaking the NFL rookie record with 27 touchdowns. That record was later broken in 2020 by the LA Chargers' Justin Herbert, who finished with 31 touchdown passes. Mayfield's tenure overall, however, was mirrored by inconsistency, drama, and a left shoulder injury that plagued him throughout the 2021 season. Of course, over his four years at Cleveland, Mayfield, according, according to multiple sources, has grown increasingly frustrated with a franchise that has made him the fourth quarterback in NFL history to play for four different head coaches in his first three seasons. Even after Mayfield led the Browns to their first playoff victory in 26 years during the 2020 season, the team declined to engage Mayfield's camp about you know, a potential contract extension once they became eligible for one. A signal to Mayfield he may not might not be in the team's long-term plans. Of course, Mayfield then suffered a torn late black labrum to his not drawing left shoulder in week two of the 2021 season. Instead of sitting out or undergoing season-ending surgery, Mayfield played through the entry and struggled for much of the season. One season after finishing in the top 10 in QBR, QB ratings in 2020, he fell all the way to 27th in 2021, the largest QBR drop-off. 30, that negative 30.4 of any passer in the league, according to ESPN's stats and its information. Still, over the last two months, both Browns cut coach Kevin Stefanski and general manager Andrew Barry reportedly had, a, 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 reportedly had publicly affirmed that Mayfield will return and remain their quarterback. At the Combine in February, Barry did tell Mayfield's agent the Browns might pursue an elite-level quarterback like Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, according to a source familiar with the conversation. Of course, Mayfield's camp was also aware that that short list could eventually include Watson, even with 22 civil cases pending, alleging inappropriate behavior and sexual assault during massage sessions. In March 12th, when a Texas grand jury declined to pursue criminal charges against Watson, the Browns made their move, securing a meeting with Watson in Houston. Multiple sources told ESPN that Mayfield was angered that the Browns didn't inform him directly that they would be meeting with Watson. He said instead he found out all about it over over social media. Mayfield responded with a statement that night thanking the city of Cleveland and its fans who truly embraced who I am while Browns officials were flying back from Houston. Of course, the breaking point for Mayfield with the Browns, however, came the following day. On March 16th, 
ESPN's Chris Mortensen reported that the Browns so Browns order, the Browns source has told him that the team wanted to replace Mayfield with an, with an adult at that position. Mayfield requested a trade that next day. The Browns initially told him they were not accommodating his request, but after Cleveland landed Watson, that made Mayfield expendable. As a result, Mayfield becomes the third quarterback in NFL history to go number one overall in the draft, and the last four few few four, few, or few seasons with the team that drafted him, according to ESPN's S Stats and Information, joining Demar Demarcus Russell of the, of the Vaders when they were in Oakland, and Jeff George with the Colts. And it's a and it's a mess all around. Baker Mayfield is now out of Dodge. And now you got a quarterback to room of Mayfield of Sam Darnold and Matt Corral who were drafted in the third round. Mayfield's gonna make Carolina so much good right now. And if Watson is suspended for a year, maybe Jacoby Brissett will try to get him on the swing of things. At least get a, at least or at least make him a little bit competitive. As it stands right now, it's kind of hard to see Cleveland getting better and better, even with Watson's Watson's problems, Watson's legal problems, and of course, you have no backup plan. Panthers got better. They got the number one. They got a former number one, number one pick in 2018. The Browns are in limbo. No matter depends on depends on how they get me. What the, well, well, but that's um, that's enough for me on that point. Me on that point, but what do you think? Is the odds does this does this trade make the make the Colts make the Panthers better? Do you think it'll make them a little bit worse? Let me know. Let me know when you listen to the show on Spotify or the poll or the poll on our on the YouTube channel on our our Twitter Twitter account. And we'll immediately after immediately after the show. Don't forget to check us out. Don't forget to check us out on. Don't forget to also if you follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at Home Turf Radio. You can follow us on Instagram. Home Turf Radio. Check us, like us on Facebook as well. Home Turf Radio. And we'll be back right after a word from our sponsor. This is Home Turf Sports on the Home Turf Radio Network. I know. I get it. You're looking for the best shirts in town. Something that associates with the area. Or something like that. Let Mac of Amityville help you out. Of course, Mac is the home of the of Mac t-shirts, Long Island Toss t-shirts, Island Tribe t-shirts, and plenty of cool stuff, merchandise you can find. It's the best butt shop you ever find here, shop in Amityville. Well, check them out down on down on Route 110 and 10 at, next, to the, next to the Amityville Amityville train station. That's, that's minutes from the Amityville train station. I mean, And don't forget to check them out and check them out today. Long you got Rucker, Harlem has Rucker, Lincoln, Queens got Lincoln, but Long, but Long Island has the Mac. And while, well, meanwhile, while we're on the subject of rape, 
after I just finished talking about the um the Sean Watson story in the um in the in the opener. Looks like a Premier League football player will take, face two further allegations of rape. This is from ESPN.com. It's a and of course, someone is a it's a mess right now. And it raises a Premier League footballer who was arrested on suspicion of rape faces two further allegations over attacks on another woman. Sources told ESPN. Of course, the writer James James Ali, senior senior writer of ESPN FC. Really reported a good story here. And said this player, who can't be named for legal reasons, was questioned by London's Metropolitan Police earlier this week and has been released on bail until an unspecified date in August. Wait, we don't know who this is. The phrase, how can this, how can this be, branding is coming. And now, I, and now we know how, and I know what, what you're asking. Who is this guy? They won't say. Legal reasons, man. It has been previously no, been reported that the individual, a well-known international, had been arrested in the early hours of Monday over an alleged rape suggested to have occurred in June. Allegations over two different incidents from last year then surfaced. And Scotland Yard said in a statement on fourth on July on four, on on fourth on the fourth of July. An allegation of rape of a woman in her 20s was reported to the police. It was reported that the alleged rape had happened in June 2022. On July, on the 4th of July, a 29-year-old 20, man was arrested at an address in Bonnet on suspicion of rape and taken into custody. While in custody, he was further arrested on suspicion of two incidents of rape that were alleged to have been committed in April and June of 2021 against a different woman in her 20s. He has subsequently been released on bail to a date in August. Inquiries into the circumstances are ongoing. Of course, the Players Club, whoever that may be, declined to comment. It remains to be seen whether the player will be involved in his team's preseason fixtures. Of course, the starts the season starts August fifth. What a mess! What a mess! And this dude, um, whoever and whoever has this guy on their team, ugh, yeah, I hope I hope you cut. I hope you got money for the backlash because it, what you got is a mess. And of course, this is not, and this is nothing new, and this is nothing new, and this is not new story, and it's not a new story, you know, new in the in the world of English football. I mean, it's that's what we call that's what we call soccer, you are here in the states. Of course, according to the score, Chelsea is finalizing a forty-five pound, forty-five million pound deal. That's a lot of money to bring in, bring in Raheem Sterling from Manchester City. Of course. Fabrizio Romano, of course, Fabrizio Romano reported it, reported on this too. It says Sterling has agreed, reportedly agreed to his terms on a contract that will make him one of Chelsea's ISP players. Todd Bowley is not playing around. Of course, this 
A lot of cuss. This team has got with the Romelu Lukaku, Romelu Lukaku getting back to enter. And of course, offloaded um, Hakim Zayich. Now, this is a mess. I mean, Chelsea may be a mess, but if Sterling can make Chelsea a lot better, I'll be surprised if they won. I'd be surprised if he won. One of time, I'm surprised if they win. Somewhere along the line, and of course, of course, of course, this ain't done out of another transfer. Our guy, one of our American guys, Tyler Adams, mid, 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 our mid, former, a midfielder for midfielder. From Red Bull, from Red Bull, from Red Bull Leipzig. He used to play for the New York Red Bulls, and now he joins, reunites with Jesse, his old coach, Jesse March, at Leeds. It's a lot of, it's a drop in a, but it's a drop in the bucket to turn that club, I mean, especially when everybody is involved in transfers and managerial hires. I.e. Eric Ten Hag joining joining Manchester United. Graham, of course, and of course, new and of course the bigger biggest story in the year, biggest story of the year, another big story of the year. Hey, Christoph Gautier, joining joining PSG, joining PSG. Remember. This dude, the guy, guy coached a little team, little little team, to a premier, to a pro, to a championship that year, to a championship that year in 2020. I should correct myself. 2020. And of course, and of course, and of course, suddenly becoming more of a. More of Milan, more Milan than ever before. And if Juventus, and Juventus, and Juventus is make, is still making in money. I mean, and of course the, and of course, and of course the rival of Slatin return to Slatin Ibrahimovic after winning the, uh, winning the Scudetto. I mean, which is the trophy for the uh, Serie A, Serie A champion. The season will start later this, next month, but this is pretty much. Money making, money making in the world of sport. Aside from that rape story I said at the top of the segment, this has to be the this has to be the most interesting season European European soccer has ever seen. We're gonna, of course, that and why and the MLS season is trying to get, gain any traction. We're gonna we'll talk Clay talk about Clay, Clay Travis got on got say on July about. So, a certain somebody, and I can't really say much. When we come back, you're listening to Home Turf Sports on the Home Turf Radio Network. I know your shirts are bland, your hats are bland, your businesses are businesses are bland, bland. So why not give it a facelift? With L.I. Tops. L.I. Tops is the is Long Island's home for custom shirts, custom vests, and of course, 
putting up vi- putting up vinyl banners for you and all your stuff for, for your businesses and whatever have you. Long Island Giants is home to some of the with some of the best guys in the business to work to get this get make sure your product stands out from the best. Don't forget to visit them. Don't forget to give them a chance to out. Li Chops, if it ain't us, it ain't lit. That's L I T O P E Ops. Just when you think that Clay Travis can't say anything that stupid or anything that dumb, the, the former sports comment, sports sports talker turned political talker. I've really gotten himself roasted every chance he got. Of course, it started on Monday, July 4th, Independence Day. It was after an retaliation of, well, a Howard Bryant piece, a Howard Bryant piece that was released on ESPN that says Baseball, Barbecue, and Losing Freedom this 4th of July. Okay. Just talk, so we're just talking about, well, Independence Day, we're watching baseball, we're still watching baseball, we still have our barbecues, and of course, nigga, nigga, from, it comes problems of Miranda rights to the environment, to environmental issue, the environmental issue, separation of church and state, to guns, including, including a mass shooting. In, in in Illinois, on of all else, Independence Day, comedian comedian Clay comedian Clay Travis finally going off to do the deep end of the deep end, loaded up and grabbed this grab ten cakes six cases of beer, and really went off and really went off. He went on Twitter and said, "It's July 4th. How is ESPN celebrating? With a featured article called Baseball, Barbecue, and Losing Freedom This 4th of July. This is on the front page of ESPN.com today. Holy shit. This <laughs> Sorry, it might not sound like Clay Travis. I may not sound like Clay Travis, but you get the picture. And of course, it follows up and says, You know, America is such a racist place that ESPN employs the guy who wrote this article even though he was arrested for attacking his wife in front of her six-year-old kid and attacking a police officer. He bled, to sit, he bled it down to six months probation. Well, that's pathetic. I mean, con, con, con. You're and he's con. Everybody's laughing at con, con, con. Then we just have this con to tell the truth. And I'm con. I'm the last same man in the world. They are con artists as well. One Twitter user said, Clay is slowly becoming the biggest liar and BS artist in sports media. Quite sad that when people like Clay Travis can't make it in a traditional way, they have to go all in on lies and misinformation. Just following the Trump motto, I guess. Fans being calm, but Clay, Clay doesn't care. I'm not a kid. Not, number one, it's not okay to beat people around. Not me, especially, or put your hands on a cop, but it goes to show you that Clay Travis is kind of like kind of like the goon to end all guns, goon to end all guns. 
a career, a career, a career, the career grifter, and of course his, it says, a legendary commentary says, ESPN hates America on July 4th, loves Will Collins, arrested for choking his wife. I remember when my biological dad beat my mom once, and I got the and I got the scar to prove it. The legendary Travis commentary says, "It's fourth. It's July fourth, a day when Americans from all different backgrounds take a day to celebrate our good fortune to all live in the greatest country in the history of the world." One thing it wasn't great. Unless <laughs> that is you work at ESPN when July fourth. Weapon sense an opportunity for you to trot out a roll call with tries of a column on the front page of your grand site arguing that America is awful. Classic Clay Travis. <sighs> you know, I haven't been I haven't been writing as much of that kick of late because I'm working on a new book. But ESPN's July 4th column was such a perfect installation of everything wrong with sports in America, and ESPN in particular that I couldn't resist sitting down and writing this column before I head out to the beach with my kids. Well, of course, I, and, <laughs> and of course, Clay Travis is a dad. How am I supposed to do? How, I, how can I? How can I deconstruct the dad? A good, a good natured dad. It's also a, also marks earmark does earmarks as a grifter. And it's legendary, but and piece of percent goes. Before I systematically destruct today's woke ESPN column, I got my barbecue. I got my bar. I got my barbecue burger with me on my side. Uh, a hard coke. I have Jack Daniels on my side. I gotta say that I'll say that here. Some background here. This column was written by Howard Bryan, a man being currently paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to opine on sports for ESPN, despite having no discern disconcernable talent whatsoever. Munch on my burger. That's good. That's fine. It's a testament to the greatness of American exceptionalism that no talent jumps like Bryant can make a boatload of money in sports media despite not having no ability in writing, radio, or TV. Ouch. Talk, talk about a grift. Can somebody talk about a grift here? Because someone's Can somebody smell grift here? But it gets even, but it gets even sillier. But while Brian's fealty to woke politics is all too common at ESPN, Brian is unique in one way. He's been previously arrested for assault for assaulting his wife in public in front of his six-year-old son, Alasson. Char also charged with assaulting a police officer who arrived to protect his wife after he was observed choking her in public. Little me, Brian, a black man married to a white woman. Isn't isn't it obvious? <laughs> I mean, I got. It was a two. Um, court, um, can I can I fi can I finish here? Sure. As I as I as I was saying, Brian, a black man married to a white woman, he was accused of choking in public. Initially offered as his defense that racism was to blame for his arrest, before pleading the charges down to six months of probation. Nevertheless, you think of someone making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, allegedly, allegedly, choking his wife and attacking a police officer and bleeding down the charges with six months' probation, 
might be inclined to think America is an incredibly forgiving place. After all, does Disney employ many alleged wife and police assaulters? Not to my knowledge. Unless you have a former professional wrestler working at Disneyland and got fired when it became revealed that he was cause a, a predatorial piece of shit. I didn't know I didn't know that. I mean I didn't know that. But can you finish it here? But alas, despite the forgiving nature of a country that has made a woke imbecile like Bryant fairly wealthy compared to the average American, Bryant flails away impotently for thousands and thousands of words without without ever seeing to strike any target before collapsing into in a final spasm of incompetence. We will return to these facts for a moment, but first let's begin at the top of ESPN.com. The tagline at the top of ESPN.com is serving fans, sports fans, anytime, anywhere. That's not my tagline, that's their own. That's the reason they exist, their statement of purpose. As you read the systematic destruction of this woke garbage ESPN published on July 4th, I want you to ask yourself, how does this beast serve sports fans in any way? It should have been to their other site, Anscape. Better ser- more, more, more serving to that than what happened. Okay, uh, okay. Mm, can, Matt, can I finish so I can actually finish? You want some of this burger? Uh, no, thank you. I'm have high cholesterol. Okay, now to the column, which is titled "Baseball Barbecue Losing Freedom in the f- This Fourth of July." This column was published at 6:55 a.m. Eastern on July 4th, meaning it was planned for weeks, maybe months. To be published as a feature piece on this particular day, <laughs> it has likely been read by many editors at ESPN and refined to this jumbled mess. That is, as awful as this column is, it was probably one, at one point or another even worse. This is, in essence, a polished turd. Okay. I think, okay, so, I uh, okay, I'll give you credit on that, but can, uh, can I finish reading here? The opening col- opening of the column is a meandering, wistful reminisce about July 4th's past. Liter- Bryant literally begins a paragraph arguing July 4th was the best day of the year in his childhood. He says, July 4th was the best day of the year. Everything was centered on family. In some ways, it was even better than Christmas because the entire family showed up. The 4th was a de facto family reunion. The massive barbecue bullet at one uncle's house, even though you nearly drowned in it, not once, but twice. All the cousins, all the older ones who bought the cherry bombs and bottle rockets. The younger ones, like, like you, who were content with a strip of firecrackers. The Boston fireworks displays at the Esplanade. Or later, at Stevens Field in Plymouth. The Dutch football games. The map reminds, <laughs> map reminds you just how young you were. Everybody was. One, when you were 40, your boy was in preschool. When your mother turned 40, you were a freshman in college. Okay, and it says Brian was born in 1968. This dates these best July 4th ever as occurring in the 1970s and 1980s. For those who have ever done it, right? Woodimentary and knowledge of history, Brian's wistful recollections, encompass Watergate, the president's resignation, the highest inflations since Biden under Jimmy Carter, 
and a landslide election of Ronald Reagan twice. It also includes the Cold War with Russia and the boycotts of both 84 of the Olympic 1980 and 1984 of the Olympics by either the Soviet Union or the United States. My point is, in bringing all of this up, is simply reflect that far from everything being perfect, the 1970s and 1980s were filled with political tumult, tumult and difficulties as well. Yet, America was great then in Brian's mind. Okay, okay. Well, some, some, some Fourth of July memories, I don't even have fun with it. Okay? Brian's nostalgic memories of, Ju of July 4th. That's a double negative! What? What? of July 4th past even includes a 1983 holiday game between the Yankees and Red Sox when he would have been 14 to 15 years old. Bryant believes that 1983 game squarely in the middle of Ronald Reagan's presidency was near perfection. Up to this point in his column, that is, for several hundred words, he's been fond of for July 4th. Then out of nowhere, he suddenly pivots to the present day and writes this. Last month, Major League Baseball and his partners again Willie's Independence Day themed hats that each of the 30 teams will wear. This year's version features a flush of stars across a blue and white backdrop and offset with a shaggy shock of red. The Toronto Blue Jays, located in a country that does not celebrate in American, were also issued a cast even though the Canadian flag does not contain stars nor the color blue. Public outrage prompted the redesign of the Toronto Caps. Next is the USA themed socks, the marketing, the freedom inspired spikes, gloves, wristbands, the inevitable bands to the armed forces. Now we're all known to this battle. At least not publicly, the emphasis on the 4th of July shifted from family to symbols years ago. September 11th did that. Two years, decades of paid patriotism has made it even harder to center the 4th of July. I'm reconnecting with your favorite aunts and uncles. No backyard barbecue and Batman game could compete with 20 years of military tributes and unquestioned nationalism. You think back to Rigetti. Cosmetically, he was doing something about that July 4th, 1983 that said patriotism. And 19, all 19, all, all, all stadium said that they, 39 years ago, was baseball. 94 years, 94 degrees, eh? Okay, can I, uh, can I, actually, I'm long-winded. You can, you can read it on our kick. I was just saying in here, they, my God, move for now, I'm headed off to the beach. My kid, my wife, and kids will celebrate the fourth of them. May God continue to bless this great country, the world history, a country so amazing that even a bland, untalented hack like Bauer Bryant, or an untalented hack, or a fucking cancer like me, the, I mean, Brian, Brian, you know, a black man arrested for assaulting his white wife and a white and a police officer can make a living. <laughs> I walk on racism. Yes. Happy the country! I get the, and of course, get the fuck out of here. Fucking cancer. Of course, of course, if you can read it on, I'll kick the shit. You get annoyed. I'll kick the shit, jokes. It's just kind of, it's just, it's just not funny. And it's not funny. I mean, I don't find any of that funny. I don't find anything because after what happened in Illinois and what happened in Buffalo and Uvalde, it didn't scream, it didn't score, or does it scream patriotism? It screamed MAGA and MAGA insanity. Of course, Clay, Tra of course, Clay Travis went on to get. So comedian being a comedian, why did Form a comedical stand-up bit.
that no one that no one in America is actually buying. Once we said, yes, we have suspended safe steel for sharing a political opinions outside the network, but they allowed another employee to record a pro-abortion statement from inside their studios. Oh, okay, but then there's this Troy Posnansky rant that says, this dude doing a pro-abortion video inside the Fox Studios, Clay? This was when Clay Travis was doing his outkick the coverage bit on Fox Sports, which is a fight because Clay Travis worked for Fox Sports. He kind of his outkick the coverage was on Fox Sports Radio before he was replaced by Jonas Knox and a bunch of uh, Brady Quinn and Lavar Arrington. It became classic. It became the material became classic. Trey Clay Travis. Travis in response. Clavis and Clavis and Travis, I mean, Travis, Travis went on a high, high octane defensive. And it's not a good defense. I said, This is an edited clip from my company a decade ago in my home studio. As I said, for years, I believe abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. I believe in exceptions, except exceptions for rape. This has for life of mom. I don't believe abortion should be legal at first or after first trimester. Thanks, but even it's all about which is what right wing hacks are good at. It was a response for that. And Clay, there you go. Clay Travis, like I see, say, like I say, Clay Travis is cancer. A real fucking cancer. And I don't take him. I don't take him or any of his outkick goons. Or anybody over at the Goops and Goons and their idiotic Goops and really think they have no credibility whatsoever. And of course, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Now you can listen to Home Turf Sports on your on Google Podcasts. Check us out every weekday on our, check out the link in our description. To check out our new home for home, just in case you don't even have Spotify nor Anchor. The Home Turn Sports Podcast every day on Anchor, Spotify, and now Google Podcast. Don't forget to check us out today. And as we end the show, we gotta take a minute. We'll be back next time. You can't really, I can't really say when, but when you do, when you listen to the podcast, you know you're going to, you know you're going to get a good show. I'm one of, and I do my best to give everybody a really good show. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Home Turf Radio. And of course, you can check us out on Google Podcasts, Inc., Spotify, and our home base at Anchor. With that in mind, so long everybody. We'll be back next time.